Greetings and welcome to episode 1.9 of my podcast. Today is the 9th of April 2020 and I see a Finnish flag in the flagpole outside. That's because today is the day of the Finnish language, so I expect to receive greetings from all my friends in Finnish, pronounced correctly. I am just kidding. Finnish is one of the hardest languages to learn, unless you happen to be born here. Today is the last day of my 14-day quarantine after returning home from Iceland, where I went on a brief trip. Like I mentioned in earlier episodes, I left on that trip before it became clear that it was better to avoid all travel. And when the Finnish government recommended all Finnish citizens with permanent residences here to return to Finland, then of course I started making arrangements to return. Tomorrow it will have been 14 days from that. On a personal level, I can say that my concern and my thoughts are with people that I know who have pre-existing health conditions. I truly hope that they won't catch this thing. Now I want to talk about other things. I was taking a walk. It's a beautiful day here in Finland. On my walk, my thoughts turned back to a guy called Harvey Pekar, who created an independent, self-published comic book called American Splendor many years ago, decades ago. Quite a unique individual, and while I didn't read his comics when I was younger, I was aware of them, but I have always had so many interests that every day is a choice between doing a few things, and of course that shuts out all the other things you could be doing. That's just life. I was aware of him, but only recently, when I was having a sleepless night, I went on YouTube and watched a collection of his appearances on David Letterman's talk show from several decades ago. And this was still in the early days of The Letterman Show. It was long before things got better for Harvey Pekar. Harvey Pekar, what he did that was extraordinary was that he chronicled his own life and the lives of people that he knew, his co-workers and friends and random strangers he encountered and things that happened. He chronicled those things in his comic book, American Splendor. And so, long before many of us started doing that online via social media to a greater or lesser extent, he was doing it in comic book form. He was not getting rich by doing it. It was simply something he felt he needed to do the same way any artist has a need to do certain things. He was not making a living from those comic books. He worked as a file clerk at a veteran's hospital. That was how he made a living. Creating the comic books was something he did because he felt he needed to and wanted to. In those early appearances on David Letterman, you can find a complete collection of them on YouTube if you want. A very colorful character, very difficult character, but that's not something I count against someone. In those appearances, David Letterman treated him in a way that he later came to regret. In those days, like I mentioned, it was long before things took a radical turn for the better for Harvey Picard in terms of his art. 
and being known and recognized. And what Mr. Letterman did, to his later regret, was he made fun of Harvey Picard in many ways, about his appearance, his behavior, which of course could be very abrasive, but there are reasons for that. And Mr. Letterman even made fun of his comic books, and he did not see the potential or value in them, it seems. That may not be entirely the case. Watching those interviews, I got the sense that Mr. Letterman was sensing that there's something there, but he couldn't quite see it, and he couldn't really see under the surface. He went the, the easy way of making fun when an opportunity arose, even when the result was mean-spirited. Both of them provoked the other at different points of these exchanges, but I think it's not unfair if I say that it seems to have gotten worse when Mr. Picard realized that he was largely brought on to be made fun of, to be laughed at, like a village idiot of some kind. That is maybe simplifying it a bit, and I don't mean to pretend to know really what was happening, or the thoughts that were going through the two men's minds during those encounters, but Mr. Picard did become aware that he was not being brought on out of respect for his work, but largely because he was a colorful figure and somebody that it was apparently easy for others to make fun of. But because he got paid and because he did need to make a living, he continued making the appearances. But without compromising his honest and very, very open attitude towards Mr. Letterman and his appearances, I have to respect that when somebody can go on a talk show like this and not play the game at all. There are, of course, ways of not playing the game, the popularity game, that are not as prickly as Mr. Picard, but still it made for refreshing television. And of course, Mr. Letterman also did recognize that, and that's why he kept bringing Mr. Picard back. After these appearances, years passed, and in the end, it happened that a film was made out of those comics, starring Paul Giamatti and other great actors. It's a very well-respected film. I still have not seen it, just clips from it, but I look forward to seeing it one day. It's a quirky, inventive, and authentic adaptation of Harvey Picard's life and the comic books he made. And like I mentioned, Mr. Letterman did come in later years to regret how he treated Mr. Picard. There was already a growing respect towards the end of some of those appearances, because at one point, after Mr. Picard put Mr. Letterman on the cover of one of his comic books, chronicling his appearance on that show, when Mr. Letterman saw that issue, he later brought it up and showed it on his show, when Mr. Picard was again being interviewed, and he was genuinely impressed and thanked Mr. Picard for quoting him very, very accurately. So it seemed that that was the beginning of Mr. Letterman's growing insight into the worth of what Mr. Picard was doing. I want to be honest about this. I have learned enough in life not to say that I will be one day reading these comics, because I know that there are always, every day, doing one thing means not doing any of the countless thousands, literally, 
and millions literally things that we could be doing so i don't know whether my path will take me towards exploring those comic books later or not i have so many things that i enjoy doing my creative work and other things in my life are so compelling that i'm not sure i will get around to them but i definitely want to see the film and it was refreshing to watch those interviews and to see those clips from the film that's the kind of person that it is very rare to see on a talk show these days and of course credit must be given to mr letterman for doing that not only with harvey picar but other people especially in the early days if i understand it was more common for him to feature all kinds of people people that other talk shows wouldn't invite as guests what i was saying just now about how every time we choose to do something means not doing any of the other things we might be doing with that time that made me think of how incredibly precious it is when somebody chooses to spend time with another person because it literally is one of the most valuable things that you can give to another person spending time with someone else when everyone knows that life is limited there won't be infinite moments in life even though of course as young people we do feel that way i know i felt that way and of course as years pass that perception starts to change and we realize that it matters how we spend our time what could be more precious than sharing some of your life with another person another topic i want to return to another time is also embodied in the symbol i use for my podcast the key ring with the two musical keys and that thing is keys to creativity to put it very briefly i'm always and i have been for as long as i remember on the lookout for things that unlock something in me that open up some horizon or make me see some possibilities that i was not aware of before and i find that that is very rare when it comes to artists sharing their thoughts on creativity many creative people can talk about their creative work but only very few have that effect on me personally i can only speak for myself they may have that effect on other people it's always about the combination of people and things but for me just personally only a small number of creative people have that effect on me of giving me those moments of yes i understand why have i been holding myself back this way or why has my thinking been so restricted or even why did i forget this why did i start doing things in a more routine way when there are things like real inspiration and real insight that can help you find your way in life and for me some of the people whose words on creativity have been very helpful who have contained these sparks that are like lifeblood for me in a way in a very real way have been for example ray bradbury composer philip glass composer john cage actor edward james olmos creator owned comic book creator paul chadwick the creator of a series called concrete as always i warmly welcome messages of any kind of any kind of comment joke feedback 
random observation or anything else, or even if you just want to say hi, I welcome messages from listeners. Now my quarantine is coming to an end. It of course doesn't mean an end to the risk for any of us. To all listeners who have listened this far, I wish a relaxing and happy and healthy weekend or week ahead, depending on when you are listening. I'm thinking of all my friends out there, whether I'm in touch with you or not. I look forward to seeing you again. Let's try to keep our spirits up in this strange situation that we still have to get through. All the best and good night.